Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to The Shift. Des here. And I'm just giving a quick intro to this episode. Episode 6. Katie's in New York and uh, we chatted mostly about the difference between American and Irish men and women. We had a few bits of feedback putting that up as a topic. So we decided to discuss it here. We also discuss what I think is an interesting and important conversation about whether women should carry condoms regardless of whether the man has been responsible enough to bring one. Uh, And what does that say about a woman or what should it not say about a woman? Judgments that people make, which I thought was a nice topic. We share a bit of general feedback from our listeners. We get into hairy legs as a chastity belt which you'll find later on and we do talk a lot about the difference between american men irish men american women irish women uh the amount of slagging taking the piss uh that uh, irish people do versus american people and who can handle that and who can't uh and i think it's a fun ep The main reason why I'm giving this intro, though, is it's the first episode that myself and Katie did via Skype, and I think it sounds okay, but clearly it's not as good as when we're together. I have faith I will get better at the technology of the Skype, and I nearly nailed it with this one, but due to unforeseen circumstances, I've had to use the Skype recording. Please don't judge me. Please do not leave a negative review on any of the podcast sites saying the sound is crap it's not bad it will get better if we ever do skype again please enjoy the episode i'll chat to you at the end and it's been absolutely wonderful having you along for the ride we start mid-chat me and katie discussing feedback from our listeners so I I, i sent this bit of feedback to you which i really liked this is just general feedback uh, somebody said, actually, um, I should really, uh, I should have really kept the name on this one, but, oh yeah, it's a, it's Kate Keed, uh, on, uh, on Instagram and she sent us only on the second episode, but it makes me want to be more open with whoever I'm with so we can both enjoy everything more. I love the podcast so much. I love that she said that because even when you sent me that, I was thinking, even since we recorded that podcast, I've been more open. Um, and I just, yeah, that's, that's 
yeah that's so great that's exactly i think that will it, it makes sex and relationships so much better so i'm delighted she took that from from the podcast yeah i mean if, if i had said before we started what would be the 10 what would be the top five messages you hope to receive from doing this podcast this almost word for word would be exactly what i would hope people would get from it uh and i i don't want to I don't want to make it seem like we we think we're great or anything, because at the end of the day, all we're doing is just kind of sharing our own stories and our own opinions. However, I, you know, I, I do think uh, that if it makes people more comfortable with being open and exploring, then that is literally one of the top goals of the podcast. And I do think, even though I know we go on about it a lot, that that's probably more important in Ireland than it is in the States. Yeah, and it's something I just learned from coming over here. I don't know if I would have learned it. I would have learned it back home, maybe. But I definitely think, yeah, I think um, for sure. I agree. Now, can I just throw something in the mix, which has to do with the fact that I gave my bedroom a serious clean during the week. And, you know, sometimes when you do these cleans, you come across stuff that uh, you haven't seen in a long time. And for me... I, I often come across like the box of of stuff that like I always sort of put things away and it's it's almost like like the rings of a tree like each layer is sort of deeper and deeper into my life but every now and then when I find this box I have a go through it and uh, so I found pictures that it's not the first time I've seen these pictures since they were taken but they were taken in Prague uh, in the Czech Republic in like 1999 or 2000 I can't remember exactly when but I remember that I was over there doing a show with uh, Rich Hall, the comedian. And I stayed for an extra, I, I, the show was, it was only like, you're only meant to be there for a day or two, but I stayed for an extra week. And I found the pictures that I had taken on like a disposable camera. You know, they're, you know, just like some of them were stuck together because it's stupid damp in the house. Anyway, I've given way too much detail. Long story <laughs> short, there was a few pictures and one of them was with this, this girl. She was a Swedish girl. And, she was the first woman I ever had sex with that had the condoms herself. Okay. And I always thought that was really interesting that she came from Sweden, from a society where they're just way more sexually open, you know, proper sex education. And she thought, uh, and I didn't, I don't even think I had brought up like, will we have sex yet? You know, like I didn't even, honestly, in my mind, I never would have thought that sex was going to happen, you know? And uh, she literally said, um, I have condoms. And I was like, oh, well, that really is is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're delighted. The last thing I'll say, and then I'll let you, I'll let you run on this, okay? Great. Uh, in my life, I would say only 10 to 20% of the time have I been with a woman who had condoms herself. And I'm talking about in situations where sex is wanted by both parties and obviously, somewhere in the back of their mind, they thought it might be happening, but they didn't bring condoms. And I, I'm not suggesting that that's not my responsibility, but I do always think it's interesting because women have way more to lose from the absence of condoms. So why is it that more women just don't have them? Katie? Uh, what I'm going to say isn't fair, but I would have always, until recently, presumed that it was the guy's responsibility to get the condoms and pay for them and bring that to the table and I just won't have sex with them if they don't have the condoms but 
and my American girlfriends here, like I've been over to some of their rooms or like I when I was having a person visit me uh, from a long distance thing, once my American girlfriend brought me over condoms and other ones, they have it in their room. So again, I, my, me and my Irish girlfriends would always think it's the guy, it's up to the guy to get the condoms. Um, now, now I'm spe- speaking just for the people I know, but yeah, I would kind of, I would have always felt and I would have feel if they came over and they didn't have one, I'd be like, go to the shop. I, I've always felt it was my responsibility too. I'm not, I'm not actually, I, I, I'm not suggesting that it's not, but just well, because I saw that because I saw that picture, it reminded me that she had them. And obviously it makes total sense because in actual fact, guys, well, first of all, guys are unreliable. Uh, and two, whether it's their responsibility or not, I do think the consequences Certainly, the the fear would be that you will have to pick up the mess of doing something if you do something without them, or 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 there's a greater risk that you'll be left on your own, or there's a greater risk that you'll be in more emotional pain, more stress. So surely, uh, more women should have a think about just having them just in case. Yeah, no, I do agree, but also as well, it comes down to just to, I wouldn't know what condoms to get for some random lad. Like, why well, if you have, like, a huge penis? No, I didn't get a huge penis condom. <laughs> what yeah, there's really not that much variation on those things. I mean, you're, 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 you're very rarely going to encounter a scenario if you just get, like, the average Durex, you know? Uh, you know, one that you've seen a guy use before. It's very rare that it's going to be like, oh, no, sorry, I, I don't use them. I mean, I guess you'll get the odd guy that'll have like a latex allergy or something. But yeah, well, then you should bring it. <laughs> yeah, and, and listen, worst case scenario, if you happen to have condoms and they're not the right condoms, he he, he should haven't had them anyway. But, you know, it, just in terms of, well, I mean, I'm basically just putting it out there to, to you and the listeners. And, and this is not in any way, shape or form suggesting that I don't think guys should bring them. I think guys should. But I always wonder why, like, it, do you think do you think some of it is that in some way it's suggestive if a woman has them as if it's like, well, she, look at this dirty thing was actually thinking she might have sex, you know? Yeah, may, maybe. I guess that didn't, that wasn't a thought that occurred to me. It, I just always, simple thought was that it's not my job, which now that you're saying it, I guess I am the one who would end up with the, but then I know myself, I just won't have sex. Um like I can, I've got great self-control, but like, yeah, for another person who might want to just go in the moment, uh, yeah, you probably should just have them just in case. And like, it might be a bit embarrassing, to be honest, for girls back home going into the pharmacy, you know, all your your mother and father's friends are there, like it is more, like it's different. I can walk into any right aid here, I could buy the most ridiculous stuff. No one's going to know me or see me again, so it's very easy for me to go and do it here, but sure, would I walk into the so my family live in Longford now. Am I going to walk into into um, the local pharmacy where my grandmother's friend still uh, runs the cashier? And look, they'd be all proud that I'm buying condoms. They're a very supportive family. But I'm just trying to put my headspace in someone else who might be a bit. Yeah, I know. And I mean, I get all that. But you're just giving these scenarios where it's embarrassing to buy condoms, which, of course, is absolutely fine. But you know, more, more often than not, nowadays, there, there would be a scenario where you would be able to to buy them and, and and i do i you know i get that it's it's right. you can go to boots and it's different no you're right and i just haven't been home in a while so it's hard for me to kind of put my when i put myself to being home i put myself to being in my like you like my early 20s so yeah i know but let, let me just throw this at you then yeah like, 
So you say to yourself, well, I have self-control, but it's like, if, if, if the guy hasn't brought condoms, but you, you want to have sex and then you're saying, well, I have self-control. I just won't do it if he hasn't brought them. Why would you not just make sure you have them so that you don't end up in a situation where you have to control yourself? No, it's it's very true. And then it's not fair to say that someone else, I don't mean that someone else doesn't have self-control. I just kind of, um, I, I know. That's okay. But I just mean for your scenario, don't worry about that. Look, I'm saying that I've had unprotected sex. So I'm just saying I've learned my lesson and I got such a fright out of it. Um, so, you know, what if I had had, and that wasn't not because of having condoms. Why was that? Oh, it was because an, an, ex, an ex-boyfriend, um, oh, he said that, you know, he couldn't keep it hard with the condom on. That was it. And I really wanted to have sex with him. So I just, I just risked it. But yeah, I won't do that again. That was terrifying. So I'm no, I'm no angel here. I don't even just mean it in an Irish context because often I'm like, I, I've been with plenty of American women in, in my, in my lifetime uh, that, that didn't have them either. I guess I just was sort of curious uh, about where, I mean, I personally think that there's, you know, sort of a number of factors in it. One is expectation of who's supposed to do what. Number two is perhaps the embarrassment factor that you said. Number three, I think is also the fact that it makes some sort of a suggestion, like what kind of a woman would have these condoms. She's gone to a nightclub. She's met this guy. She says to the guy, have you got condoms? He says, no, she wants to have sex. She's like, I brought them. And then, you know, I guess they're concerned, uh, you know, how that would make them look, you know, even though I think the girl that has the condoms not concerned about that, but I guess other people who might think, should I bring condoms just in case might think, Oh, that's a bad look kind of a thing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Maybe. Um, I have condoms now actually in my room, but that's just from a past relationship. So again, I didn't, yeah, it is a really good thing actually to say just, I think you're right. Yeah, just, just everybody should just have them just to be more safer because especially if you're, if you're drunk and you just kind of go with it. Yeah, you would probably just, so I just don't drink a lot anymore as well. So yeah, I think you're, I think you're right. Um, it should be on responsibility on both. Well, I just think it's a good thing to say, just bring them, you know, you just never know. I mean, like I have a joke in my show about how sex makes you change your mind about everything. It's from the period sex bit, you know, but mm-hmm. I add to it, you know, that, that feeling of, you know, when you, when you're fooling around and you want to have sex, you say, have you got any condoms? Like, no, I don't have any condoms. Like, fine, we'll just fool around. And then 45 minutes later, you're like, fuck it. Let's have a family. <laughs> like, like, yeah. So you really do, you have to prepare for the fact that at 12 p.m. you'll be thinking like nothing's going to happen or I have self-control and I'm not bringing condoms out. But at 1 a.m. when you're a little tipsy and you're horny as fuck and you're sitting there going, why the fuck doesn't this guy have a condom? Why not have the condoms for the sake of safety? You know? And I think, well, what you said, so you said that there might be a worry that you're like, that the woman's like, oh, I'm afraid he'll think I was expecting sex. So I guess that comes down to a bit of like, sometimes there's a bit of pressure for us not to feel, you know, it comes down to slut shaming, which I hate. I think you should be able to do whatever you want. But when you, when, if you're worried about that, but sure, if you're already at the sex part, why are you worried? Of course you're, you wanted to have sex. So it's totally fine to, to if, like, if you can, yeah, I think definitely shouldn't have that worry about it because yeah so i think everybody should bring condoms and i think this is a good time to point out that this podcast is being sponsored by and no, i'm only kidding but we should we should really i i i, I, I do think what's that katie my ex-irish boyfriend he came back this and 
uh, we didn't, didn't have condoms, so we went to the bodega and the man put magnums on, and we both laughed and laughed. And he said, uh, "Did you not hear my accent?" To <laughs> 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 one of those. <laughs> Just like a stereotype, I guess you know. But anyway, that's pretty funny. <laughs> and it was because my ex-boyfriend is actually, um, well, anyway, he's a uh, he's. His father's from Jamaica, and then he started saying to the Bodega man, he goes, well, I'm only half Jamaican, okay? So he was joking off that stereotype. He goes, the only, the bad parts I got from the Irish. Um, yeah, which, you know, it's funny because in the States they have the stereotype like the Irish aren't big. But actually, I I, I, I mean, listen, I've been in plenty of showers. And, uh, it says, I, I'm big, I'm big. <laughs> I've, no, I've been in plenty of showers. I'm not talking about my own. Mine, mine is average. I'm, I'm very public with that. But uh, I've been in plenty of showers, and, like with with many groups, and I've lived in Ireland, and like the Irish hold up pretty well amongst uh, oh, yeah. Europeans, anyway. Yeah, I totally agree with you, and I think that's just a silly stereotype. It comes down to us again. There's so many Irish stereotypes over here, do you know. So it's the same as stereotype in um, uh, black men or Asian men, and they're all just. I don't even know where they get this. Um, so yeah, look, that's, that's like you said, it's just silly stereotypes and like, any penis I've seen has been great back home. So well done lads. <laughs> I, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's get into the topic because I put it out on, um, I put it out on Instagram. Oh, you know, about people feel the difference between Irish men and Irish women, American men and American women. And, uh, I, I got a good bit of feedback. I, I, I did you, um, before we get into any feedback, did you have some initial thoughts? On this topic? Well, the fact that you're an Irish woman, you know, you spent the early part of your your dating life in Ireland and then you moved to America. I mean, oh. it's de- there's definitely a big difference. What, what what were some of the first things that jumped out at you when you when you got to the States? Oh, it's so country, culturally different. I find, I find, okay, so first thing, well, firstly, when it came, and when I came over, um, I found that, and again, please, no one say that I'm generalizing because I'm not trying to... can chuck it out there, Katie, will you? Here's my opinion. I find, I found American men very sensitive and very, very open with their... Pro- and I, I look, I don't know if it's down to fucking therapy here, but like just to spend the first day rambling on about their fucking problems. And I hadn't experienced that as much at home. And the, you know, the first two guys I dated over here within like a couple of weeks, I cried in front of me and I <laughs> I hadn't expected that. And then one of them, this is so funny, right? So I texted him and I go, right, I'm on the way, put the kettle on. And when I got over there, he uh, called me Andy. And I was like, I'm so, and I was like, I genuinely would try to like, if someone says something, like try to figure it out so we can fix it. And I go, look, I'm very sorry. No one has ever called me demanding before. How am I demanding? And he said, every time you come over, you say, put the kettle on. And I just feel like you're kind of bossing me around. And I was like, ah, no, look, I'm sorry. That's just something Irish people say. And yeah, why wouldn't you make me a fucking cup of tea if I'm coming over? Well, he was very, uh, found it very offensive for some reason. Are you, are, are you kidding me? Put the kettle on and he said you're demanding? Mm-hmm. I swear to God. And then I had to explain like, oh no, that's just something when you come over to Ireland. But you know, you know, because actually I have dated a few guys here. When I have gone over, they haven't offered me a drink or whatever. So again, that's a, a little culture. I don't know if that's a New York thing. Um, but yeah, I, every time, because you know, when you call over to a friend's house, you'd say I'm on the way, pop the kettle on. And yeah, he thought it was me. Uh, yeah, he doesn't eat that. I mean, that's just like a, 
that's a miscommunication. You put the kettle on. That's like saying, like, how's it going or what's happening? Yeah, but I also do mean put the kettle on. Like, if I'm coming over, why the heck wouldn't you make me a cup of tea? Like, I'm, that's that's the, the minimum I'm asking for. You've already learned that the whole, like, let's have a cup of tea thing is not an American thing. That's a very Irish thing. Yeah, it is. And I think, um, yeah, it's de- and I love that about Irish culture. I love well, that. We- you know, you got to understand that these Americans don't have electric kettles. So it <laughs> seems like a bigger task for this guy. He's like, so this fucking bitch is coming over here. I got to fill up this fucking kettle, turn on the range, and then wait for this thing to whistle. Yeah, you know, like I'm, I'm really asking for a lot here. No, Jesus um, Christ. He was, I hope he, you blew him for all that effort that this guy had to do. <laughs> unfortunately, at the time, I didn't have a lot of standards, so I did. But um, yeah. there was another guy who was like a hipster Brooklyn guy, and he was like, you know, talking about like the world and stuff, and then he started crying about it. And again, I would have never experienced that in Ireland. Like, um. Like, even me, when I would cry, my dad would be like, crying's not going to solve anything. So I think it was like a tougher... And then a lot of first dates I've had... On first dates, guys have told me about family members committing suicide and stuff, where I'm like, this is so private, I can't believe... Or And again, and just expecting a lot of advice off me without even asking me anything about me. Or And again, look, I might be just extremely unlucky with a lot of the dates I've been on, but... Nah, definitely. That that's an American thing because I, I I've noticed that in the states, you know, if you go on a date, the conversations get kind of like more intense, more quickly. You know, and the other thing I've noticed uh, about this might just be more of a modern dating thing, or maybe it's an American thing. It's hard for me to know, but they definitely talk a lot about dating on the date, and I hate that. The Americans do. Yes. Oh, like as in previous relationships? Not previous, but previous, but but more just kind of like, oh, dating's a pain. And I was on this date recently. Like, like they talk about dating on the date. Yeah, that's funny. That's really, that's actually very true. Um, Do you think that's American though? Or do you think that's just a modern dating thing? I don't know. Because anyone I date back home, uh, yeah, I don't. I, that's so funny actually because I don't remember ever talking about that. You just talk about like silly stuff and have the crack. Yeah, it was never that. Yeah, yeah well, but let's, I. Let's face the Americans don't know how to have the crack. <laughs> Can we put that out there? I'm not saying Americans don't have a sense of humor. That that's wrong. But Americans don't know how to have the crack. Like they don't know how to just ramp it up to fucking nonsense super quick. Yeah, there can be a bit more of serious element to it. You're right. Like. A bit more to the, to the, yeah. Mm. The joke I say in my show, because a lot of Irish people struggle with, uh, go to Australia, they come to the States, and they all say like, oh, the Americans don't have a sense of humor. Uh, and I always say, Americans do have a sense of humor. They just don't have an Irish sense of humor. In that when you meet someone for the first time and you call them a cunt, they get offended. <laughs> so true. It is, and true. look, that's my sense of humor, my roasting guys you know, made them cry. So, um, so it's kind of like, they're just, yeah, we kind of, kind of slag each other. Uh, if there's an American listen to this, slag is like insult, but yeah, insult each other as a kind of way of, um, of, of love. <laughs> yeah. It's just the way we interact. I mean, it comes down to uh, serious emotional issues, but you know, 
at the beginning, it's great. Later on, it's a problem. Anyway, uh, I'm glad that we went a bit negative uh, on the American side of things early on, only because all the feedback I, well, most of the feedback I got on my Instagram was a bit more sort of like positive on the American side, uh, negative on the Irish side. Um, and I, 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 we will, let, let me just get through some of this feedback and then come back. I, I, I have so many thoughts on this. Helen Haggerty says, it's so cool how American men actually regularly ask girls out for dates in random locations like at the fruit aisle in a supermarket rather than the Irish approach of being shit-faced in a pub or in fact not doing it at all. I mean, I'd rather be asked for a date than just, than not asked at all, but hashtag just saying. But I, I, I do think that's interesting. That's definitely more American culture, uh, which can leak into being a bit sort of like aggressive, but the sense of a, an American guy will ask you out like at the at, at the shop. Yeah, they will. Do you find that? Yeah, I've gotten asked out on the train. Um, in, in an annoying way or just like, yeah, fine? No, not at all. To be honest with you, I, I haven't had it where it's been uh, too aggressive, but I, I actually went out on a date with that guy. Uh, oh, well, you know what? Actually, he ended up kind of uh, not leaving me alone for a few months and calling me and turning up places and turning up at shows. So actually, I should have probably taken him asking me out on the train as a warning sign. Maybe. <laughs> it's hard to know. I mean... I think if I think if you're on the train and you just end up having a chat with somebody uh, yeah. and you enjoy the chat and then at the end he says, hey, listen, uh, add my Instagram or, you know, yeah. do you want to go out sometime? And it just happens naturally. I think that's totally cool. I think I guess the problem is if, if, if you know, if, I think if a guy randomly comes up to you on the train and is like, hey, you know, you're so beautiful. Can I get your number that I think there's a high chance that he might be uh, might be weird. Well, I had, I had one guy, I was dressed up as Ariana Grande for this uh, roast. And so I was like looking probably the best I've ever looked. And I'll never look like that again. I don't dress that way. But he came up to me and he was like, oh, you're so beautiful. Can I have your number? And I was like, fuck it. I was like in my Ariana head. So I gave it to him. And then I thought, Do you know what? I can never see this guy again because he's after asking how uh, Ariana look alike. <laughs> Not the girl he's going to meet tomorrow. Um, and then he called me a bunch. He texted me a bunch. I ended up having to block his number. So I was like, oh, so do yeah, anyway. so I'll share some feedback from from Nancy, Nancy JBR88. Uh, American men just love playing games and playing with emotions. It's like they want to be committed, but not committed at the same time. And well, I've been with a carry man for three years now. And having someone be fully open, straightforward, and on top of that very kind was refreshing. Irish men seem to be less bullshitters than American men. And then there's an addition to this. Also, she accentuates the the also. Also, American men seem to care way more what their friends or other people think. Irish men give zero fucks. And that's another distinct difference I've noticed. I have a funny feeling that this is an American woman who met an Irish guy. Either way, that's interesting. I mean, I would suggest that perhaps this is more down to like her personal experience uh, rather than a sweeping generalization. However, how do you feel about that, Katie? Okay. I loved when I read that because I went back in the Rolodex of men I've been with and the uh, um, few American men that I can think of specifically, like one of them, I remember him pursuing me and telling me he wanted a girlfriend and really wanted, he was fucking sick of being like this player. He's a bit of a reputation to be the player. And he filled me with all this bullshit and we went back to my house to hang out, but I didn't sleep with him. And like now I didn't hear from him again. 
So it was bizarre that he kind of like, I felt like he was just telling me what he thought I wanted to hear. Um, and then I had another guy I was seeing and I was thought like, because we were texting every day and we were seeing each other a good bit, that it was definitely going down a relationship road. And again, I, he was kind of filling me with what I wanted to hear until I was like, look, kind of, is this going to be a relationship at some stage or not? And he was like, uh, I don't know where you got that idea. And so they were both, I, I have an experience at a home when you've, when I've liked someone at home, I've always ended up, and when they've liked me, we've always ended up going towards a relationship and that's what both people wanted. And out of like the three serious relationships I had back home. So I was found that very confusing here. Like I was like, why did you even bullshit me? Why did you even? Oh, so, so you think, you think that's a good observation that American men are kind of a bit more full of shit. And again, that was just out of the, the, this is just two things when she said that, that I, I, again, uh, and it could have been this, it's hard for me because I'm in a different, you know, uh, I met, I meet guys kind of through bartending or uh, comedy. So maybe if I were to meet like people who had like normal jobs and normal lifestyles and who wanted relationships, it would be different. But that, that stuck out in my head when she said that I was like, Jesus. Yeah. They're kind of, I was just so unnecessary as well. I thought I, I I don't know about the American men seem to care way more what their friends think. I, I I don't I don't know about that, but it did make me laugh because uh, only because sometimes I I've been in a few situations where like early early sort of dating scenarios where something strange happens, and then I'll say to the woman like, "Hey, do me a favor, run that by your friends," because I'm like I'm so convinced that they're like you know, they're, they're like way off. And, uh, of course they never admit what, what, what their friends actually said, but I, I, I do, I do think, so. I, I don't know if it's to do with me being American, but I often do sort of tell somebody, yeah, run that by your friends, because as far as I'm concerned, this is weird. And, uh, I, I, need... I misunderstood that you're saying you tell the girl to run it by your friends. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. I, I, let me give an example since that, you know, that maybe that wasn't so clear. Uh, so at, uh, one time I was dating this girl and we, 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 were, we were, we it was getting pretty serious in the sense that we were hanging out all the time, texting all, all the time. And it was, uh, it was like, you know, it, it was getting close to like, we need to make a decision on what this is, you know? And, uh, but for some reason, she was saying that she didn't want to make a decision, which was fine. And then one day I would text her and I was like, so, oh, what are you up to tonight? And she was like, uh, I'm not going to lie. I had a date. I had no, sorry. I'm not going to lie. I have a date, but I think I'm going to cancel it. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm like, my hands went straight to my face there. I can't even, why even share that with you? Okay. So that's, so I, I text her and I said, why would you tell me that? And she's like, well, you know, I mean, I sort of forgot about it. And he reminded me today and, uh, you know, I don't think I'm going to go. And so I was like, yeah, but like e either just cancel it or go on it and don't tell me, you know, either, either way telling me like, as if it's like, Oh, by the way, it's just a bit weird. And she was like, I don't see it being a big deal. And I was like, well, listen, first of all, you know, you don't like, accidentally you know like when somebody texts you like that day oh, are you good for our date tonight like how is your immediate response not 
oh, I forgot about that. I can't do it, you know, because in the meantime, <laughs> in the meantime, I've been having sex with this other guy like all the time and we're getting on very well. Uh, so like why even make it seem like, oops, oh, I forgot about this date, but I'm going to go on it anyway. But even if you we're not exclusive. So if you want to go on the date, go on the date, but just don't like tell me. It's so weird, especially when you say, I think I'm going to cancel it. It's like, well, what do you want me to do? Help you make the decision? <laughs> only reason she told you is because she was insecure about whether you liked her and wanted a reaction out of you like to be like oh no i don't think she thought that fully true and that's probably why she backtracked and was like this is a totally normal thing to do she's not gonna go oh yeah. well i just want to yeah which isn't fair that's playing games not honest she would have been better off just going but the thing is i'm like real upfront. so i was like listen like i was like you know we were i was just saying like i just it's so strange i like I told you I'm not like a jealous guy. I'm not going to be like, what the fuck? But at the same time, like I am going to be annoyed if something seems a bit like silly, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I said, listen, I said, run it by your friends, you know, run it by your friends and get back to me tomorrow. And I fully expected her to be like the next day. All right. I get it. I was a bit of a fool on that one. No big deal. I wouldn't have cared. And I actually ran it by some, some friends and they all had the exact, like literally every woman I told had the hands up to the face. And it's so funny that you said my hands are up to my face because that is actually the physical reaction that every woman had. Yeah, it's shock. Like I felt that quite shocking. So yeah. disregard of your feelings and it devalues what you have. Oh, I'm like, I had. So, so sorry, I was just going to just going to in conclusion. Right. Uh so the next day she calls and she doubles down and she's like, oh, my friends didn't think it was a big deal. They think you're overreacting, which I, which is definitely a fucking lie. And, uh, and I was like, well, listen, like, it's totally fine because the truth is I, I was clear that I was happy to, like, turn this into, like, the next stage committed relationship. You've delayed on it. Now you've done this. So, you know, I mean, there was a few other, like, clues that she was a bit of a, a pain with this stuff. Uh, you know, she just seemed to have a bit of a weak point when it came to this, the silliness thing. So I was just like, I'm good. Like, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna continue it. And actually that was it. And then like seven months later, she texts me to apologize. But I, I, ju- I just think it comes down to, you know, I've, I've okay. So I've, I had advice from and my American best friend here and was anytime with guys it's always play games be chill don't act interested and that comes to, and I just think I hate that I'd rather so I think I think it was a little bit of gameplay and I don't think oh yeah no no I it was absolutely gameplay and I knew that but I told her from the get-go that there's no point because hmm. it, you know but the, if that's embedded in her that she thinks that that's the you know it's hard to like my most recent my, my most recent man asked me a couple of times was I enjoying myself? And I said, look, I really like it. You've no worries about that. Um, I wouldn't be here if I didn't. And then he was like, oh, okay, that makes me feel so much better. But like my, if I had asked for advice on that before, my friends would have been like, oh no, just, you know, play a little cool, keep them interested. I'm like, fuck it. If they're, if they're not, if, I, if you can't say you like each other and continue doing if you need, I don't ever want to date someone who will only want to date me because I'm being mean or they don't, or they think I don't like them or I'm not, I'm like, not interested or whatever that's that's so bizarre to me that's encouraging like stalking and 
what what she did is bizarre or the or the gameplay is bizarre I think it comes down to the gameplay and she was trying to like test your emotions and i hate that i just wish just be clear and like i i think she was trying to get a reaction out of you and and i think to her even you saying i like it um it would have meant more if you had gotten jealous or if you had been like oh no and that's that's coming down yeah, to the whole thing of trying to trying to instigate jealousy in somebody i like I, I think that there's an immaturity to that. And I also think that I just, I have an immediate uh, dislike for that action. I mean, it's it's really passive aggressive, you know? And that is just like, uh, to me, the worst type of aggression of all. I told it like, I, I, my ex-boyfriend over here, the Irishman I was just talking about, he would tell me he was coming home. I don't think I've mentioned this in the podcast, but he would tell me he was coming home and then he would just knock I would have to for him to come back I would have to stay up and let him in so usually we come back around two or three after work and a couple of times he just didn't come so I would have stayed up and so that was more what I was more annoyed about is the fact that I'm like getting less sleep but the next day he'd call and say oh I just stayed in like you know like like a random girl like not a girl that he knew that well but like a new girl who had started working with him or like a girl that was one of his girlfriends friends and I it was always trying to get a reaction out of me, but I'd be just like, oh, well, I hope you had a nice sleep. Now I probably should have broken up with him at the time. But um, I, yeah, I just hate that. I hate any of that trying to, like, I'll sh- I won't show my love through jealousy. I'll show it by like staying up till 2 a.m. and letting you in when you need to come in. I'm not going to fucking give you a reaction if you tell me you're sleeping in some random girl's bed. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that, that, that's very similar. I feel like he was doing so. That's so annoying. Can I just put it out there right now uh, that. We're definitely going to do an episode on uh, jealousy, which we've talked about before. But one of the things I would love some feedback on from everybody is, do, do you think it's better to tell somebody a situation where like, oh, I met my ex-girlfriend today by chance, or oh, I'm meeting my ex-girlfriend for lunch, or oh, uh, this you know handsome guy hit on me today, or this hot girl was like you know trying to hit on me today. Is it better to sort of tell or not tell? And and we let's not discuss it now because I, I think there's like a whole episode in this. But in case I forget, because we're you know we have so much more feedback on this uh, Irish and American thing, that uh, please send us some feedback on that for the future. Don't you think that's a good topic? Oh, Katie? I think it's great. Yeah, no, I'd love I'd love to hear hear that. And I think we're you know, definitely I, gonna get into that. Yeah, you know, you hear stories from your girlfriends and guy friends. I think it's a huge. Um, I think I think you know I think it's a relationship ruiner, but um yeah. Yeah, um, to see what people think. Can I get into uh can get into a little bit more feedback? Please, please. Uh, so this, as I said, was from I O F A O D, which I like. I, I don't know if people want us to share their Instagrams, but we didn't the last time, and I thought, oh, we busted out all this feedback, and probably some people would have got excited. But uh, American men usually come across as super confident and forward in comparison to Irish lads. Maybe crosses over to a bit cocky, creepy sometimes. Americans in general are a bit more confident and sure of themselves. Like Irish people are very judgmental sometimes. If you're confident, people are like, who does your one think she is? Notions. Which you've kind of joked about already. You know, we joked about that a bit. But how, what do you feel about that? I mean, American men definitely are a bit more confident. Than- I feel like I only became confident once I moved to America and I learned from these people. <laughs> I was like, oh oh I can like the way I look and walk and talk and that was my that was yeah I, I don't know if that was just my own issues and just coming over here and um 
yeah but I I think that's true I had a friend as well message me feedback about that as well that when she was on her J1 here she found she finds Irish lads are in need a bit of Dutch courage to ask you this was her quote and that American lads she couldn't get over the amount who asked her out when she was over there only for a summer she never experienced that at home and she said she wished she, she said she wished that Americans were less straightforward a little less creepy to this to, to a certain extent and that Irish lads were more forward really that was her feedback yeah that was I got that actually a while ago Irish lads were more forward she wishes no she said she wished Irish lads were more forward oh right yeah yeah she said no she said that she thinks they need drink to ask you out she said they it's like a confidence issue I, I I would have thought I've heard that a lot over the years because obviously I get even though I've lived in Ireland way more of my life than I've lived in America, I definitely get Irish women sharing with me the fact that they feel that I'm a little bit different. And part of it is that, you know, more forward, more confident, and like more open to sort of chat about things. Now, long term, I'm a fucking disaster, but early on, I seem like a fucking dream. Also, though, in New York City, like, or if you're going to these big cities, like New York City, for example, there's 8 million people. So if you ask someone out of the bar, the chances are you seeing them again as well. So I guess that helps a bit with the with the confidence. Yeah. But I have regulars come into my bar and they're going to come back for drinks. They have no problem asking me out or asking for my number. And if I kind of say, you know, oh, you can have my email, which is my nice way of rejecting them. They're like, they're so grand. They still come in, you know, so. You know, all this creepy alcoholics you're being. Yeah. I know. <laughs> So this, this bit of feedback comes in from uh, LB Rap. In my opinion, Irish men neg you off the bat. I am a first-generation Irish-American who only had one rule. No Irish need apply because I couldn't stand the fucking negging until I met my husband, a Limerick man, who was the total opposite of the Irish guys I've met at the bars in Woodside. Once, I went to a pub after work when I was single to have a pint and read a book at the bar. No big deal. Some fellow from Leitrim. Maybe should have been the first sign that he was a dickhead. This one was actually pretty funny. <laughs> she said, uh, some, some fellow from Leitrim maybe should have been my first sign that he was a dickhead. Says, what's with the book? What are you, a nerd? Can I buy you a drink? Where does that style of pickup work? In Ireland, apparently. Or so says every Irish woman I've had this conversation with. How do you feel about that? Uh, yeah, I totally agree. It's funny. Because like, that, that goes the other way with Irish women, too. They like to neg at the, up top. That's actually what I wanted to talk to Aiden about. Irish women like to neg up top. Yeah, we get a little bit roasty, um, yeah. for sure. Irish men and women, they do like to do the bit of negging up top. Yeah, and it's not good. Like, I've only learned that now later. That in, You know, I, I definitely, I didn't even know what negging was until maybe I was 24. Um, and then you found out you've been doing it since you're 18. <laughs> Well, do you know, and as well, and the guys I dated kind of, you just, yeah, well, I guess there's joking and then there's just being me. So you have to kind of find the line. But Negan, I guess, well, my example of Negan, I remember uh, a boyfriend telling me that um, my, oh, what is Negan, I guess? I guess a boyfriend used to tell me my hair was not nice up or, or you've got weird ties and weird calves and stuff, and but in like a we like said it in like not an insulting way. I think that's more negging, where they kind of undermine no, no, no. confidence. Just, just sorry, just in this context, it's just that sense of being negative in your sort of come on. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, I think we're just having a bit of the crack. Like, oh, you're like, oh, the state of you. Um, I know the book thing. That's I think he was just trying to joke. Yeah, I, yeah, I I don't mean it. She's 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 taking that term from from the the book, the pickup artist, but. I, she just really means more the fact that it's very common 
with Irish yeah. people that they will insult you straight away. I mean that he said that to her that that pickup line like I've had guys pick up like Irish lads say that to me before when I pulled out a book being like what are you a geek <laughs> and I've just laughed. But yeah, I mean like I, I I can't give any like amazing examples, but in my lifetime in Ireland I can't and and this is ex, you know when I was younger too like the amount of times that a, a, a woman would come up and just like say something insulting as a way to start it off. I, I mean, it, uh, like you, like it, it's, it's, it, it's a numerous and I know it drives Aiden nuts too. And it's such a strange way to start it off. I, I, I can, I can give, uh, I'll try to give this example really quickly. Uh, now this was after I, I had some TV shows, right? So one night this woman comes up to me in uh, Ennis, County Clare, and she goes, I, I don't know why all these people are coming up to you. I don't know who you are. And I was like, well, I don't know who you are either. So why are you talking to me? <laughs> and she was like, well, I just know these people are coming up to you, looking for your autograph, asking for selfies. I don't know who you are. And I was like, well, I'm assuming that you do know who I am. And you think that for some reason, this is some sort of good way to uh, initiate the conversation. But you'd be really surprised to find out that this happens all the time. People pretending to not know who you are. And it never works. And yeah. she was like, oh, my God, you're such an arsehole. I knew, <laughs> I knew you were such a fucking arsehole. And she fucking walks away, right? And, like, I could care less because I'm just, like, going to cut it off. So what am I going to do talk to you coming up, like, you know, saying I don't know who you are? Ha like, I don't know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes later. I was going to say a half hour there, but I think it was earlier. She comes back up to me crying. She's drunk, obviously. She comes back up to me crying, and she goes, I'm sorry, I... I'm actually a huge fan and I don't know why I was I was saying I don't know why I was doing that but I just wanted to talk to you and I just I don't know I just didn't want to seem like a fucking fan so I fucking said that and now you're pissed off because she's crying <laughs> so of course I just started making out with her but no. <laughs> that's good fairness now well I had to I had to, you know well I was happy to make out with her you know there was something there but anyway, that, that kind of an extreme example of, of the negging, but it is a weird thing where people feel like that's the kind of way to, to start it off, you know? Yeah, do you know, because my, I'm trying, like, I'm trying to think of, like, I know, like, the way me and my ex-Irish boyfriend ended up dating here was from slagging each other. Like, we worked together, it was the first day, and we got in trouble from our boss because he was like, what is wrong with the two of you? But we were just like, taking the piss out of each other and we ended up dating from that but you know then it didn't work out but yeah I think the way that that's I don't know why we got off on that we like a bit of crack we like a bit of insulting each other and that's a little different what she said did there I think she was just trying to be cool and kind of fucked up but uh, anyway uh, just the last bit of feedback that I have is uh, Irish male grooming in comparison to American men American men definitely have better manscaping going on what does that mean they're, they're, they tidy up their, their stuff. Oh, right. A bit, bit of clipping. and. You know, I'm so dumb. I didn't realize that they were tidying it up. I just thought that American men didn't have as much hair. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. It never occurred to me that they would grow. You, you know, that's the promo clip right there. <laughs> I love it. <sighs> I, you know, this is true, man, because... Well, first of all, I have I have tons of issues about the pubic hair and the eradication of pubic hair. 
which I've been public about. However, I'm not going to lie. Uh, since I've been back in the States more, I have actually trimmed. I've never shaved, but I have just given like a little bit of a tidying up to my pubic hair from time to time. Not all the time, but sometimes I do just give it a little bit of a little trim. I'm not going to, I'm going to, I'm going to come out as a trimmer. That's okay, Des. That's fine. A bit of trimming is grand. But I do think that that's a bigger thing in America. But I also do think that it's generational too. I think younger people, even in Ireland, are starting to uh, manscape. Yeah. Well, I look. When I went back, one thing I noticed is a lot of Irish lads are dressing a bit better, a bit more, um, a bit more like the Americans, uh, less, you know, um, yeah, just getting a bit more style. Can I just? Can, can I just finish on this topic by saying that, you know, in my very first, actually my second special that ever was recorded, I had a joke in my show about how um, when I first moved to art, like, well, I guess when I first was like properly going out with Irish women, I would say, you know, like, uh, do you want to go on a date? And Irish, Irish girls would be like, a date? Sure, Irish people don't date. We'll go for a drink. I was like, yeah, well, that's a date. It's like, I know, that, that's not a date. We did date. You know, dating was very much an American thing to Irish people a long time ago. And that has clearly changed. And I think it largely has to do with the apps. But, like, Irish people are way more inclined to, like, go on a date now. When I was younger, like, when I was in my teenage years, my early 20s, you really only met women when you were out and you got the shift, which is what, of course, this podcast is called, which you always tell Americans it means kissing, but really it means, like, making out, I think, is the better that's what I mean. Yeah, but like, you know, the shift is like, yeah, like, you know, making out. It's more than just kissing, though, eh? It's like, you know, the whole package. Is it? It's not riding. No, it's not riding, but, it, you know, it's just, you know, did, did you get the shit? You know, I, I, I just think, I, obviously, it is kissing, really, but making out, I think, is the better. I, way. I guess I don't say making out. When I say kissing, I mean, like, putting well, your you're Irish. Putting your tongue. What? I am Irish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's interesting that you said, because when I, I, okay, so I leave Ireland 23, 24. Never, we would never, it would have been just, yeah, getting a shift after nightclub, maybe exchange a number, we'd hang out. There'd be nobody ever using the term date. And then when I came back and I was going to be doing a comedy show, a lot of my terms are always dating this guy, dating this guy. And I ran it by my friends and they were like, no, 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 you can still say date. And we say dating now. And I was like, God, I've only been gone. Like this at the time, I'd only been gone maybe three, two, two, three years. And I was like, oh, so that that term in that space of time, I had caught on. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I feel like it is a recent change. I'm glad that you said that because I, I didn't want to put that out there and be completely wrong. But I, I do feel that it may have to do with the apps. I, I, I could be wrong, but Irish people definitely, like, go on dates now a lot more. I mean, you know, I, it used to always be you, you met somebody, like, when you were out and, like, you got the shift. And then you got their number and then you started, like, hanging out. But the whole the whole thing of like I'm going on a date, very recent. Yeah, and I do think as well just the the topic we're talking about like the difference between American dating and difference between so for me let's say it's difference between dating American men and difference between dating Irish men. But I think being over here it's American against immigrants. I find when I've dated immigrants over here there's it's similar attitude to Irish and similar not as expecting sex so quickly, not as, um, and just kind of getting my slag in a bit more. So, and I've dated different guys from like South America or like 
and most recent is eastern european and like yeah it, 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 i i can i nearly class them against the Amer- and new york culture so that was something as well yeah yeah, yeah no definitely south americans uh yeah well i didn't okay so i dated a colombian guy and well i never had sex with him but it wasn't as expected i feel like a few american lads were a bit more pushy or a bit more like or like you know okay so most most recently eastern european guy i said look he can come back because he would have he lived in jersey so he would have to go home at 11 p.m and i was like i'm still having the crack so i said look you can stay in mine but i'll be very honest with you there'll be no sex and he said no that's fine and i said no because i feel like i have to be super clear now because i've had these situations where i've said that and the guy has been like oh but we're really not having sex <laughs> and i said no i'm like I'm, there might be hot and heavy and then there'll be still no sex so you'll be left very frustrated and he was like no no that's fine and um and yeah and didn't didn't now we did get hot and heavy and thank god I hadn't uh hadn't shaved my legs <laughs> So I, I was able to keep my promise, even though I was nearly going to get rid of my promise, but I remembered that I'd really hairy legs, so I didn't. And the next day we still hung out and had breakfast and we went to cinema and we went for dinner. And I feel like most, anytime I've like done that to an American lad, they've been kind of a bit more pissed off. And again, it might be just the lads I'm choosing, but. Really? And let me ask you this. Do you, in that scenario where it gets hot and heavy and you say you might be left a bit frustrated, do you like do anything else to them? You just, you just, you just leave him. Leave him hanging. I know that's terrible. But you know, one time. Terrible. One time, terrible. I'm just curious. Well, I have two points. I have two points for this. One time, I did go back with a guy in Dublin, and I actually ended up having um, a one night stand. Um, but I was kind of. We said we were just going back to have drinks, and it just got hot and heavy, and it was like I was moving to America soon, so I was like, whatever. But I hadn't shaved my legs, and I usually, if I'm going out on a night out, and I'm kind of like, it's kind of like my set. Like, of course, I don't think a lad really cares if you have hairy legs, but it's my little. I feel sexy when my legs are shaven, so sometimes I won't shave them if I'm having a first date, just as like a little, kind of to stop me having sex. But you know what I did? I went up to his bathroom and I used his razors and I shaved. <laughs> wow, that's a good. <laughs> So I thought about this with the Eastern European guy. I was like, I could just shave my legs. But then I was like, no, because I've learned over the years that as soon as I have sex, I just get, I catch feelings and I kind of would rather right. like, come back and hang out with me. Yeah, I mean, which is great. At the end of the day, you know yourself. Yeah, yeah. And that's just a me thing. So I'd rather wait a couple of dates, get to know them. And then when I know that they will like me and want to be in a relationship with me, I'm like, let's fuck. But uh but a, an American guy messaged me feedback saying, like, he just doesn't understand why I would bring them home uh, at all if I'm not going to have sex. And I said, well, it, you can't really talk at a bar. So if you're say you're having a drink or two, it's really loud, it's annoying. I can kind of bring them back here. We can have a couple of drinks or have a cup of tea. I can get to know them much better. And then it's fun and you're chatting. And, yeah, and I, mean, I, I think, well, sorry, I, I just I just wanted to, I, I think it's totally fine. I, like, I, I think you're... You brought it up a number of times now. I think you're overly worrying about the bringing a guy back thing. No, but just, again, that comes back to Irish. And it, I only bring it up now. I think I brought it up to you privately. I brought it up once before on the podcast. But I'm only bringing it back up now because that comes to the difference between Irish and American dating or, let's say, immigrant and American dating. I just feel more pressure uh, off, off, of my, off the American marks. And, again, that might be just the ones I've dated. But, but I'm just curious, do you ever feel like, uh, that you would just like give the guy a hand job or something? 
No, because I'm no, I not hundred. I'm not really a hundred percent confident in giving hand jobs. I'm more confident in sex. Does the guy go to the bathroom? No, he just sleeps beside me. Just, just, just kind of like shuts it down and just like, just like yeah. fun. Yeah, poor man, actually. No, no, I was just, I'm just curious. There's nothing, there's nothing to feel bad. But I, I, I was just curious if the guy, you know, the guy's just comfortable, just like shutting it down. Not, not, not that I think you have to give a guy a hand job, but like I, 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 I always think it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, th but there's no reason, there's no reason why a woman should feel like she has to, you know. Yeah, but I just as well, it's like okay. But, but it is one way to ensure that despite your own rules about your hairy legs and how that'll stop you having sex, it is one way to ensure that the guy will fucking stop uh, trying. Yeah, yeah, look, I, well, this, I'm just more, I just mean it, I don't mean it in the sense of any sort of uh, coercion or anything. I just mean it in the sense of if you yourself are struggling with the self-control part, but at the same time, you're enjoying the, the intensity of the passion. Yeah. One way to sort of like lock it down or, uh, you know, kill it is to get the guy off in some other way. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. If, I don't know if guys feel this way or, or other girls feel this way, though. But let's say if you don't get off and so you've had this kind of like hot, heavy kissing, like, you know, even if it's outside a nightclub up against the wall or you bring them back and you're just like hot and heavy kissing and you, you don't do anything. There's something to look forward to then. I, I maybe I'm a bit sick. <laughs> like that. Yeah, like, guys like, can definitely see it just like a touch, like just in the sense that like I think men feel a, a, a little more frustration, whether that comes from some sort of male entitlement or just physiological reasons. It's 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 slightly more frustrating for a guy physically, but that that's that's fine. They can deal with it, but it, you know it's not the nicest sensation. I have to say. Okay, yeah, no, it's good. And look, I'm not saying that I'm out there doing that every weekend. I'm not. This was just the few times that I have. No, I'm, I'm actually not suggesting in any way, shape, or form that you or any woman that does that is doing anything wrong at all, you know? But I, I, I'm, I'm scared giving hand jobs because I've heard so many of my guy friends, like, I'll do it for, like, the sexy part or whatever. Well, you can blow them. No, I'm not blowing anybody until I... Well, here's the other thing. I'm terrified of getting disease. And also, I find blowing more intimate than bloody sex. I'm like down there, you're looking at me. Oh no, I I I rather wait till that's all coming in the one package, you know. That's again, that's that's a confidence issue when it comes to sex as well. Like I really, and I think a lot of women have that where we just kind of we don't, I don't know, we don't, we're just figuring it out as we're going along. And then I hear all my, I've heard a lot of guy friends, and I'm growing up kind of slagging off girls' hand jobs or um. And oh, we're way better at it than ourselves, and so it's like. Of course, a guy is gonna know how to jerk. You know, like a woman makes herself come in like five seconds and she's masturbating. You know, mm -hmm. but at the same time, like, it's just nicer when somebody. You know, it's it's a nicer thing when somebody else is doing it. You know. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I guess it never even occurred to me. It's funny that you're saying that now. Um. I I've all but I, yeah I've never I've always thought that they'd be like oh just a hand job that's shite but now you're saying that maybe next time I'll be like oh they'll actually really like that now there yeah I mean it's all you know it's it's all in the scenario and again I, I don't want this to come across as if I'm suggesting in some way that women have some obligation to get the guy off I I was just curious if if you like because like 
Because I, I, I do find that is another difference between uh, American women and Irish women. I, I do feel American women, to some degree, feel a bit of an obligation, like as if it's rude to not get the guy off. Uh, you know, if 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 you're in a situation where it's super hot and heavy, and like maybe there's been like you know like you know like some intense sort of touching, and and maybe even like orgasms on the other side. You know, I I do feel like American women are more inclined to think that they should make you come in some way whether that's healthy or not i don't know but i definitely think that that exists yeah no i'll get hot and heavy kissing where you're just kind of like dry humping and then kind of fall asleep or whatever but um i won't if i were to go down now and start giving them a hand job or whatever i'd probably be like fuck it i'm just gonna have sex so i guess it's finding yeah look and look so a lot of the time what happens is if i really like a guy and I'm just enjoying his company. I'm kind of like, I don't really want the night to end. So then it just leads to the kissing at some stage and the hot and heavy. Then I kind of have to make that decision. Look, if I actually do like him, I want to ho- I want to hold out with this for for at least a, another date or two. Um, and then it really, yeah, every situation is different. But the most recent one, I didn't. But if I had of, I definitely was only the legs being Like, I mean, I felt so comfortable around him straight off. And we hung out the whole next day and it was great. And like... I wouldn't be worried about kind of putting up a, 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 a yeah, a, a, next time I see him or, or next, I wouldn't be worried about keeping those rule systems as well. But I've had American guys fill me with bullshit. And well, listen, when a guy is, thinks he's going to have, like when a guy thinks he, there's a chance he'll have sex, I mean, he will promise you the sun, moon, and the stars. I mean, there's, there's nothing that will stop a guy uh, fucking lying to you to get it. especially when they're in that zone where they think it's going to happen. You know, I mean, you have to, you you have to be ready for that. I mean, guys are, guys can be awful in that scenario. But, uh, oh, shite. Oh yeah. I just want to finish by, I I, I don't want to say challenging you because I'm not a woman, so I can't say how it feels, but there's something not right about, feeling like not having shaved your legs is such a bad thing to expose to a guy. Oh yeah, and like I think honestly and I don't want to I don't want feminists to think that I'm saying you have to shave your legs. That's not at all. It's just a personal thing for me. If it's the first time with a guy that I really like, I feel sexier when my legs are shaved or like my area is trimmed. Now I don't fucking remove all of it, but I like it to a certain extent and I just felt a bit uh wild on boat levels <laughs> so that's and that's just whatever makes you feel sexy and I don't think it's fair to be like oh you, oh don't worry about it you can be as and that's fine if you're confident with that but I know what makes me feel sexy do you know and that's something I just like like if I'm dating then I won't care but um and I don't I don't think that's the pressure from the guy and that's nobody else's it's just something personal but I also want to put out there that I think women worry about it more than they need to. Yeah, I agree. And look, I think as well, like he, I said it to him and he was laughing his head off about it. He was like, I was like, oh, it's so funny because it seems like I'm holding out because of morals now, but also I haven't shaved my legs. <laughs> he was like, well, well, oh. most women are identifying with you on this, but I would love a scenario where perhaps, you know, perhaps people didn't feel sexier because their legs were shaved i mean like can i i'll just throw this out but i lived in china for two years 
and you know, I was with Shenzhen for quite a long time, but I was with a few other Chinese women while I was over there, and they don't shave their vagina, and uh, often don't shave their legs. Now, I am aware that they're not very hairy, and they're kind of just naturally kind of smooth. However, it was never off-putting. It's just fine. Yeah. yeah, well, I don't, I don't shave my vagina now. I just keep it trim, but. I've never felt, I've never done it. I've never felt the need to. Um, also, though, my stepmother is very liberal and she would always say, you don't need to shave your legs or whatever. But I don't know where the shaving the legs thing came out from me. Like when I was younger, me and my cousins were shaving our legs when we were 13 and I have blonde hair. So to be honest with you, he probably wouldn't even have felt the hair on my legs. I don't know what, because I've never felt the pressure about my vagina as much. I don't know where the pressure was. And it was, it was something, and I laughed about it to him, but it really came into my head. Yes, yeah, so you're right. I don't know where that comes from. Um, and yeah, and I don't, I think most men, like I was funny, my friend has this great story where he was like this gorgeous girl and they're both American and he was having sex with her and he rubbed her legs and he goes, oh, you, you forgot to take your stockings off. And she was like, no, they're my hairy legs. You got a problem with it? And he was like, no, 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 no. I just, I just told you were going to make it. <laughs> but she was very confident. He was like, I didn't care. But I was like, you know, she, she just handled it so well. And she was like, uh, no, I have hairy legs. And, and he was like, no, it's fine. Let's continue the sex. <laughs> well, there you go. A lot of topics to cover today, Katie. Yeah. We've, we've, we've been talking for a very long time. I think coming back to, okay, this is something I want to say, something I've learned over here, coming back to the being mean to each other and being roasty or being nagging. Like, it's fine when it's a bit of crack, but one thing I like now and, I like when someone's just nice to you and they care for you and they like say nice things. And I hope that's something we all get better with as well. I, I, yeah, I think what you were kind of saying about like, wouldn't it have been so much nicer if that girl, if that girl actually came up and been like, I'm a huge fan. You would be like, Oh, thanks a million. That's great. Um, or like, you know, recently experiencing where a guy was like, he has more money than me. So he was like, you know, very nicely picked up the check because he has more money than me. But then, like, also, oh, you know, just saying nice things and being sweet and being kind, and it's actually, oh, that's very attractive. And um, yeah, there is there. Okay, it's okay to ha- for us to have the crack, but also to be nice to each other as well, and to take yeah, to take that away as well. That, we've been talking a long time, Jays as well. You'll cut it out. Yes, at some stage, at some stage, it it has to end. And uh, so, just for our listeners. Please spread the word. Subscribe on iTunes, everywhere else. We're trying to get this up on uh, Spotify, but uh, hasn't gone up yet. But I'm working on. Why and, don't they want us? What's that? Why don't they want us? Oh, what? I, I, no, it just takes time to get up on Spotify. That's all I'm saying. Oh. But just, just that a lot of people have been asking. So do spread the word. We're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. We're on uh, a lot of various places where they do podcasts. Also, uh, give us five stars and uh, leave comments on iTunes. Also, uh, anything we ask for throughout the app, please send feedback to at Des Bishop on Instagram or... Oh, at Katie Boyle Comics. And um, we have so many exciting guests lined up for the next while as well. So um, stick, stick tuned for that. I'm really excited. And yeah. Oh, yeah, so our next episode, actually, I, oh, I, I, let's finish with this because I, I want to put this out here. Our next episode is going to be with uh, Shauna from sexshopper.ie talking about uh, sex toys and female pleasure and masturbation. Well, also, she does male sex toys. But, um, Katie, is, is it true that you still have never used a vibrator? <laughs>
still haven't but i did oh so my friend from canada sent me um this like female sex oh and i shared on my instagram because i forget the name of it now and i can't use my phone right now but um it was all about toys and pleasuring yourself so i haven't bought a vibrator but it did teach me a thing or two that i was like oh this is making my alone time much better so yeah here's the thing uh donna uh is willing to suggest to you a a good vibrator to start with and if if you're up for it in, in a tasteful way obviously not live just uh, just some a report afterwards would love if, if you're willing to to give a, a thought on your first vibrator experience is, is that going to be uh are you going to be open to that or is this just too weird i don't know i just have to wait till i go back to america i can't really do it in my cousin's bathroom um yeah no no but i mean she's going to suggest it then you buy it whenever i don't i don't think she's going to hand you one no no i go buy it yeah, yeah yeah but i thought maybe she'd want me to like kind of get back to her straight away. No, no, no. Yeah, I'll go buy it while I'm, while I'm there. She can suggest it. I'll buy it and bring it back to her. Yeah, then we're going to talk about it on the next episode. It's fantastic. That's great. In a tasteful way, not like in an exploitative way. Like here's oh, no, no. vibrator guinea pig. No, and like another thing, when you said one of the things you liked out of the podcast, getting out of the podcast, another thing is that I want is to be able to talk about sex openly and with less, with no shame. And I think women using vibrators is something that can feel a bit <gasps> so i yeah absolutely i'll get it i'll use it and i'll tell you what i thought oh yeah and then finally uh uh katie's coming over to dublin next weekend to do uh Vic- she's doing she's doing a spot uh, at my shows in Vic street on friday and saturday which are sold out uh which is how we're going to be able to do that episode together not on skype with shauna but also uh for our listeners i have uh my next weekend shows are completely sold out, but the following weekend I'm in Boston and there's plenty of tickets up for that. And then the following weekend I'm in Limerick. Uh, at, well, I'm in Killarney, but that's sold out, but Limerick still has some tickets left if anybody wants to go. Have you any uh, gigs to plug, Katie? Um, no, just the Vicar Street. It's going to be amazing. And then I'm off to San Francisco to do an Irish tour. Um, and it's going to be a week, a week and a half long of just Irish comedians. So it'll be a lot of fun. Um, I'll definitely be asking everybody to to get on listening to us. Um, but oh, he's gonna say something. Oh yeah, I'm just so excited about next weekend. Uh, my dad's delighted. She said, "Des a good man." <laughs> oh yeah, she says is high on his list now because he's looking after Katie. But sure, I'm only using you because I needed a woman, you know, to make it look like I'm a progressive guy. Yeah, well, do you know what? Uh, you you. Well, and you've been very, you have been very good to me. So I'm very appreciative of it. Uh, so thank you. Um, no, but no. Uh, We're only kidding around here now. <laughs> no, but still, on a serious part, and then I start crying. <laughs> please go back to negging, please, Katie. I can't take it. I can't fucking take it. I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> Do you know what happened? This is so funny. So my cousin loves you, and she texts me one of the days there. She got fucking Des Bishop show fucking sold out. And um, then, sure, didn't I text her and I went, oh, you know, I think I think I'm opening for him on Friday and Saturday. And she just was like freaking out. And then I texted her and I said, oh, yeah, we have we have you in on the Friday. And she's just over the moon. She said she's going to be ha- handing out my business card to people after the gig and uh, going to tell them all about the shift. And just del- del- I, she's just delighted. So it was really funny that she couldn't get a ticket. And now she's in. <laughs> Well, that's all happening, folks, so thank you so much.
I'm not used to signing off with you. That's why this is taking forever, which is totally fine. But I'm used to sort of doing these on my own, but I prefer to do them together. So so thank you, listeners. Thank you, thank Katie. You. Bye. Bye.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.